Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, I want to read verses 1 through 10. We're not going to be long, but we want to be clear. Verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having the gifts differ according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith or minister. Let us wait on our ministry or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exhorteth and on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honoring, preferring one another. You may be seated. This morning, briefly, we want to talk about Preparation, planning, and practice comes before presentation. Preparation, planning, and practice comes before preparation. Paul is talking to the saints, and he is exhorting us how to present our bodies to God, a living sacrifice. But before you can make any presentation, before you can do any type of ministry, there must be a preparation. Amen. In basketball, you don't just go out and shoot threes without practice. Amen. You don't just wake up in the morning, go to the bowling alley and throw strikes. A pie does not turn out good and tasty without preparation. You don't do anything on the fly. If you are looking for success, there must be a plan. There must be preparation and practice. Some things take three or four weeks 
of planning and preparing before it can be presented. Amen. The Bible even tells us to study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We just finished Thanksgiving. Am I right? Some of you started last Monday planning and preparing. There had to be a list made. You need to know which store you're going to go to, whether it's going to be Myers or Kroger's. You had to find the right things. Not just any degree would work, but you got to pick the right one. Whether it be regular salt or Laura's salt. And some of you want a turkey, some of you want a ham. Maybe a Cornish hen was thrown in. Traditionally, Thanksgiving with families takes much planning, much preparation, especially for big families. I remember my mother-in-law did everything for Thanksgiving. Sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie, candy yams, sweet potatoes, turkey and dressing, ham, mac and cheese, green beans, collard greens, maybe some fried chicken, rice and gravy, homemade rolls, homemade ice cream. And she had to put two turkeys and two hams because the family was so big. And she would prepare it, not just on Sunday morning, she may start Saturday morning getting them rolls together. Everything had a plan and a preparation. And you better not go in there Sunday morning just before you go to church because if you did, you walk in and when you came out, you smelled like onions. Everything took a big preparation. What I'm trying to get you to see is before all this can be presented, it takes planning and preparing. Before you present yourself to God, your body to God, there is going to be some preparation on your part. And God did not leave you without a plan. Jesus was the plan. And for you to prepare and be presented. A bride and groom don't go dressed to a wedding any kind of way. There's a plan. You don't show up as soon as you get off work, I'm getting married. Soon as you get out the kitchen, I'm getting married. Soon as you wake up in the morning, you ain't even changed clothes. You don't just... Go stand to the altar and say, I'm getting married. There's a lot between will you and I do. Let, let's, just take, let's just take a bride for a minute. How many have been a bride or a bridesmaid? Brothers, don't raise your hand. 
for those that have, how long did it take you to get ready? Oh, you need you need a plan, right? You need to be prepared to be presented. Some need a plan just to come to church. Nails need to be done. Got to get my hair done. And you know how we are. I got to get my hair did. Facials. Makeup. Need a spa day. All before your wedding day. And some ladies like night out. Got a plan. The bride may want to ask herself, Am I doing the right thing? Do I want to really do this? Your turn, man. Which did it take longer to say? Will you marry me or I do? Was it before or after Ephesians 5? Let's look at Ephesians 5 so that you have understanding. Verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, it don't stop there, and gave himself for it. Before you can do this, there must be some sacrifice and preparation on your part. It says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with a washing of water by the word. You must prepare yourself, cleanse yourself with a word that you may be presentable and not dirty. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Jesus gave himself that you might give yourself. I'm going to say that again. Jesus gave himself that you might give yourself, that the church will have no blemish. So you and your spouse have no wrinkle. Without Christ, your presentation to God will be wrinkled, spotted, and blemished. Then it says, so ought men to have love, to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. He that learns to love God first can love his wife as Christ loved the church. Men. Did you know this before you ask her to marry you? Or did you know this before you said, I do? Jesus made preparation for us to be received. In fact, in Hebrews it says, sacrifice and offering you had no desire for, but you made a body ready for me. A body was made ready to be sacrificed so we may be presented holy before God. 
Did you know, before a birth, there was a plan and a preparation? At least that's the way it's supposed to be. Before a burial, there is a plan and a preparation. New Jerusalem was prepared as a bride for her husband. Again, present your body a living sacrifice. In order for the body to be presented, the mind must be prepared. The body does what the mind says. The mind protects the body. If an object is thrown at you, the mind says, duck. If something irritates your nose, your mind says, sneeze. The mind tells the body what to do. The word present means volunteer or put before another. Prepare means to put together. So when you prepare and present, you volunteer to put together your body before God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. The preparation of the mind is in Philippians 2, verse 1 through 5. In order to have my body together, my mind has got to be together. If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies. So if you have my love and bowels of mercy in you, if there is any comfort or fellowship in you, be of one accord with the same mind I have. He who controls the mind controls the body. Verse 2 says, fulfill ye my love, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. There is only one kind of love needed here, God's love. Amen. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. In a state of humility... Treat everyone better than you Amen. would treat yourself, regardless of their error. Don't be or become vindictive in what you do. Anybody hear me what I'm saying? Amen. Verse 4 says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Don't be selfish, self-centered. When you see others in need, help them. Then it says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Look at the word let. It means you must allow it. You must allow it. No one can force you or demand of you to have the mind of Christ. It is your mind, your choice, your decision. The mind that is in you, do as Jesus did. Don't ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Tell 
yourself, do as Jesus did. Jesus was tempted in all points, such as we, so in our temptation, we can do as he did. The sacrifice of the body means to take control over the lust and desires of your flesh. It means to stop doing something the body craves and start doing the things the soul needs. This is where verse 2 of Romans comes in. Be not conformed to this world. Do you know why Christians are in the state that they are in today? Do you understand why God is shortening the time? Does anybody see why churches are empty? Pews are vacant. Membership is at its lowest. It's because God's people are conforming to the world. Many have stopped sitting at his feet and are allowing their minds to be conformed to this world. Form is the shape or structure. Transform means to change in nature or in condition. So the structure of, of your mind or the way we think needs to be changed in nature and condition. We need to go from being natural to spiritual. We can't operate out of the natural mind. We must replace hate with love and forgiveness. We must change the mind of taking and replace it with a mind of giving. Let us read and go back to Romans 12, starting at verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Each one of us have something different we can do. But each one of us have to prepare ourselves before we present. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith. We have different gifts and abilities according to the abundant words of life given to us. Amen. When you have a picnic, usually everybody brings something different. Amen. Whatever you bring, you are responsible for preparing to bring complete. Amen. If you bring potato salad, you don't bring uncooked potatoes unpeeled with mustard, pickles, and all the other ingredients waiting for somebody else to cook it. It's supposed to be prepared and ready. Look at verse 7. It says, or ministering, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. Wait on your ministry. Don't jump the gun. I, you, I, I waited before I got up and said, the Lord didn't call me to preach. Amen. I waited. However, that does not mean sitting in the church 20 years waiting for someone to tell you what your ministry is. Ministry can be 
and is any service in the church. Can I make a few observations on service? Some of these things are not things you have to wait on. Some people can take it for granted while they wait for someone else to do it. For example, visiting those sick or absent. That's, that's a ministry. But you don't have to wait till God called you. Cleaning the church. That is a ministry in itself. But you don't have to wait for somebody to ask. If you see a piece of paper on the floor, pick it up. Fixing what is broke. That's a ministry. Teaching others. That's a ministry. Whether it is needed to be done in your home, there's a ministry that can be done in the church. Whatever you do in your house needs to be done here. What do you like to do that you could do here? That's the question for you. What, what, what do I like to do? Some of you are multitasked, but no one can say, I can't do nothing. Verse 8 says, or he that exhorteth, or, or exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Did you know exhort means to urge someone? Or to admonish or advise them of something? Some of you have great knowledge and wisdom. And you could help someone by just speaking and sharing. Fellowship with others after service is healthy because it's a sharing. What you give could be your time because it's just as important. Maybe it's giving someone your ear and listening. That's all they need is for you to hear what they have to say. Did you know, and, and I, I'm going to say this, Deja is, is one who would love someone to talk to her. Just acknowledge she, she's there. That's, that's ministering to her. And, and I believe others that feel the same way. I remember a, a church that I went to, and it, it, it just it irritated me. Because in the time of fellowship after service, they would walk up to Rosalind and say, Hi, Rosalind. What you do? Is everything good? And I'm saying, like, I, I thought I was here. You know, uh, I'm not invisible. And it just didn't happen one time. But, but it, it <laughs> I, I got a witness. You feel me? You see, and it, and it, it happens so often, she recognizes it. But we need to fellowship. Don't, don't, 
point somebody out and say, I'm not going, I'm not going to speak to them. There's a song that we sing. Was it, I love you with the love of the Lord. And, and every time we would play that song, everybody would get up and start hugging one another. Amen. And hugging one another. Just, just fellowship. And it was good for everybody. Let me tell y'all something, saints. A Christian does not need a dog for emotional support. Do not bring no animal in here saying it is your support. Because I'm going to make sure that somebody supports you out. Christians need Christian support. That's all the love you need. Amen. And Lord, don't let me be tried by somebody trying to come out here and hit with a dog. It's not needed. Verse, verse 9 says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Don't let your love be phony. Be for real. Amen. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honoring, preferring one another. At all times, we should be affectionate. Amen. The same love you give to one, you should give to all. A parent should not love one child more than they love the other. Just like God does not love one of us more than he loves the other. Let's prepare our minds so we may present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is the least we can do and help someone else reach the kingdom of God. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.